Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So we've been talking about what wealth looks like uh, on again and off again, and pretty much it's what we do all the time. Uh, So here to talk to us and to share some surprising tips. I don't think that you realize uh, that folks that you may think are outside of your league are actually right there inside your league. It's doing the things um, that cause you to get to the next level. Um, Those are the things that will actually help you get there. So here to talk to us about what wealth looks like in action, what wealth looks like in action is my sister, friend, our icon, your legend, MC Light. Welcome to the round table. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lynn Richardson. You know, it's been such a um such an honor to be out on the road. We've been doing this uh tour with JP Morgan Chase, the Advancing Black Pathways tour. And we've been talking about everything from home ownership to uh, you know, multiple streams of income, uh, and just overall financial health and well being. And we've also been on the road for the Ultimate Women's Expo. And um, you have, you know, pretty much kind of you just dragged me out of my uh, financial teaching retirement. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's always so interesting when you talk about the 10, 10, 30, 50. I think people are really, really shocked. So, you know, folks need a blueprint um, for how to do it every single day. I think. People are uh, waking up day to day with whatever issues that they have in their lives, whether it be personal, family, mental health issues, uh, career issues, um, and and they just need something, I think, on a daily basis. So when we talk about the stair steps to wealth, because for me, um, that's kind of the map that I live by. I know that if I'm doing all of these things, then I am not only on the path, but I am actually progressing towards something. So the first uh, thing on the path, and and you can just, you know, give us your take on this or your response to this. um, The first thing is to spend less money. And so I always talk about the 10, 10, 30, 50. Um, The first 10% of every dollar you get, you tithe. The next 10% you save. 30% is cash in your pocket. I used to say that before the pandemic, but now it's cash on a separate debit card for your incidentals like grocery, gas, groceries, gas, hair, nails, all of those things that you have to buy, but that can go overboard. And um, if it doesn't fit, get rid of it. Don't do not spend more than what's available um, because that is what's killing us financially. And the remaining 50% stays in your checking account for your bills. And I remember the first time you heard me speak about this, uh, when we first started working together, you actually told me you started doing it. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's interesting is the concept. I was just listening to you when you said, um, if it doesn't fit, get rid of it. That is the biggest piece right there because it calls for a level of discipline that most are unwilling to exercise in this area, especially if technically they have the money in the account, although they know it's not supposed to 
be appropriated for what it is that they're purchasing. Um, but for me, whenever I hear you do the entire 10, 10, 30, 50, I'm always pre-warning folks that they need to get their pens and papers out or their smartphones or whatever it is that they have. Because usually when we're traveling from state to state, it might be the first time that some of the people in the audience are becoming acquainted with the 10, 10, 30, uh, 50 rule. So as it relates to, um, you know, only spending what you have, <clears throat> excuse me, that is a learning lesson within itself for an artist. And I'm sure for many others, but I'm going to speak for my life and where I come from and how, you know, it. I am an artist and have been all of my life. And so we have these wonderful things called ebbs and flows as it relates to the income of money and the um, the ratio at which it comes in or the, the tempo at which it comes in. And so it would be in the best interest of any artist who isn't getting a set amount of money every week as most people are or every two weeks, however it is that people get paid. Uh, it fluctuates for us as artists. So it would be in our best interest to, yes, to spend only what is necessary and be able to save. And what I've learned, uh, you know, this is a sidebar, what I've learned throughout the years is that as long as it's not in my account to see, I am really able to save. So it's almost like if I were to liken it to a friend of mine, whenever we would go out to eat, she would actually, as soon as the food would get to the table, she would ask for a takeout container and she would put half of her meal away before she even started eating. So she knew, look, I am only going to eat this amount right now. I will eat and handle the rest of this meal at a later time. It's the same with money. If you know that to see it in your account will only cause you to spend it on frivolous matters, get it out of the account as soon as you can. So as soon as the, the money comes in, you appropriate what needs to go where as quickly as possible. And so for me as an artist, I know that about myself. I know that I'd rather have that money going into a 401k, going into a SEP account, going into an investment account, so that it doesn't just sit there and I think I have free money to do it with it, do with it with that, blah, do whatever I please with it at the time. I want to display more discipline and accuracy with where my money is spent. So, um, yeah, that, that's how I feel about that notion of spending less. Yeah. And I mean, you started to do it right away and you said, oh, Lynn, this really works. And that was very exciting for you. And I think for those who are, um, you know, you have the ability to follow a system just get a system. Without a system, most people will fail at whatever it is, and money is no different. Um, the harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. More of the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Thanks for having our backs in year one. We appreciate you downloading our KBLA 1580 app and spreading the word about the talk of the town. KBLA Talk 1580. 
Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yes, we're talking about stair steps to wealth in action. And uh, it's always great to hear someone's perspective about how to actually apply uh, these elements. And I say do one, at least one thing every day. But if you've got a roadmap with you every day, you can make a decision to address any one of these matters on any given day and time, but to keep up with them as you keep going. So MC Light, um, we talked about stair step number one, which is to spend less money. And you do that by living by the 10, 10, 30, 50. And we've talked about this so many times. So we there there's a whole series on the stair steps to wealth. And so you can go uh, uh, listen to the podcast or listen to a previous episode to get more in-depth. We just want to put it into action today. Um, stair step number two, uh, Light, is get more money. Uh, create multiple streams of income because one stream of income is hazardous to your wealth. And so, you know, I start off with folks by saying, you know, get a side gig. If you do something full-time, then find out how to go do it part-time. If you do something full-time and you also find out how to do it part-time, also find out how you can consult. Um, you know, add as many uh, steps to that one job as you possibly can, of course, without being um, in a situation where there's a conflict of interest. So if you are working for a company and you uh, provide some kind of service Maybe you fix the cars. You can't now go to the people whose cars you're fixing for the company and try to fix their cars on the side. Uh, that would be janky and, and wrong. <laughs> but if you can now do some car fixing in your neighborhood or do some car fixing at your church or a community center or whatever, and as long as there is no conflict of interest, you are not in a situation where there's a non-compete. You know, some of us work in fields where Whatever you do for that one company, you can't do it for any other company for a certain period of time because that's just how valuable you are. But start there. Create streams of income. Um, get side gigs. Start your home-based business. Um, and then also build passive income streams. How does that... Well, okay, first of all, like you are a serial entrepreneur. So I know you have a lot to say about this in terms of uh, creating multiple streams of income. Stair step to wealth number two. I think for me, it's all about tapping into those things that you love to do. So many of us have shied away from those things that we once dreamt of. You know, say when you were seven, eight, nine years old, you wanted to be a painter, a drawer, a dancer, uh, some sort of artist, or some people wanted to be, you know, doctors and nurses and professional settings. Um, however, for me, there were many things that I wanted to do, and I think it was just all about planning and first becoming skilled in those areas. Just because I'm an artist and those things may fall into the realm of art doesn't mean that I can just wake up tomorrow and be a great voiceover talent or wake up tomorrow and be a great actress. It all took uh, time to to garner the skill. However, I'm not saying that's the same thing for many others. They may have the skill already and it's just been sitting dormant. And so it's just all about tapping into those areas because still with everything that's going on in the world, 
It's like you still want to enjoy what it is that you do. Anybody can go get a job. It could be a job, you know, packing groceries or uh, putting groceries on on the shelves in the stores. It could be a number of things. But if you really want to live life, you know, free and not think about it as work, but more so doing what it is that you love, I would tap into those areas that you once forgot about. And so um, after many an acting class, many uh, voiceover classes, I felt like I was ready uh, to be able to go into those other areas outside of just rhyming on a microphone. And so with writing books, it gave me the opportunity to be on the circuit with schools, with colleges and universities and talk about what it is that I believe and what it is that I think can be helpful to others to hear. Um, so it's just about really buckling down and saying, what are the things that I love to do? And as you've put it in many times in the past, what are the things that I'm good at um, that other people know that I'm good at, but I somehow seem to overlook having this talent. And uh, for me, putting more uh, more things to do on the board is fun. So because I wanted to direct, hey, let's go let's go create a project that I can direct. Okay, so I wanted to act. I took acting classes. It's great. Voiceover. I took voiceover classes. When it comes to comes time to speaking you know i've watched the greats do it including you lynn richardson to see you do your one woman uh presentation <laughs> is, is magical wow you know, because there's highs and lows and there's um so many lessons within it all so yeah tap into what it is that you love to do that's a great thing that's a great way to look at it i i, I love what you said about go back and look at what you were good at when you were seven or what you enjoyed doing when you were seven, eight, nine, or 10. Um, they say whatever it is that you wanted to be or that you were um, dominant at, at the age, I believe it's 11 or 12, is probably what you should be doing. And at the age of 11, I transferred myself to another school. And by the time I was 12, I was running everything in the neighborhood. <laughs> so it... Isn't that crazy? Isn't that mm -hmm. something? So, you know, it goes without saying that now I I run companies. I lead teams. I uh, help people be effective. I oversee. I am a conductor. And, I, uh, and, you know, you all have to hear this because light hates when I say this. I'm in charge. <laughs> no. Yes, I am in charge. And I've been in charge for a long time. Um yeah i'm not mad at that yeah i don't i don't hate when you say that i just hate when you try to inflict it on me <laughs> oh my goodness with well, it you must be upset quite a bit because i am in charge of a whole lot of stuff <laughs> that involves you and you are happy for me to be in charge don't let the people yeah. think that i'm over here doing something wrong um no, no. yeah doing yeah right and it gives me less to worry about that see come on now i keep telling everybody i wish i had a, a lynn for me okay hello can, right. can somebody show up right. and be the what i am to everybody else to me um and uh, i have a great team and um i think because of 
that is one of my skills. What I also do is I teach other people how to do that. I teach other people how to create systems. I bring other people up. And so do what it is that you love. And for me, it was bossing everybody around. I know this. Let me tell you. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Um, but do not overlook those things. That really is the key point. The other thing that you said, light, which is so important here, is those things that are a talent that you are overlooking. And just the other day we were uh, at an event. You, you said you just blurted out. You said you're a comedian. You said that to me. And I've been kind of throwing that away, um, but I think I need to take some lessons. And so we're going to talk about that. Guess what? The harvest is here and the time is now. So we will have to add minister, preacher, gangster, teacher, comedian to the list of jobs <laughs> that, I, yeah, that I have. Um, but go out, do it. Stair steps to wealth in action. Go and write every single thing down that you love. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I'm excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. We're talking about the stair steps to wealth in action. MC Light is here with us. We've gone over number one, spend less money. Number two, get more money. Uh, simply simply put, it's create multiple streams of income. Why? Because one stream of income is hazardous to your wealth. I imagine like if you had only stuck with doing, with rapping, with creating albums, um, that you would not be anywhere nearly as successful as you are right now today. What was the trigger for you though? Um, was it just a natural desire to go learn how to do all these other things, DJ, do voiceover? Now you're, you're not only are you acting, but you're directing and producing and executive producing, which is a lot like executive producers create, uh, producers actually get physically involved with the production. Directors have to know every piece of it and what it's supposed to look like and feel like and sound like. And you're even winning awards in those areas. Was it triggered by necessity or was it just something that you naturally thought to do? Uh, well, necessity, not in the sense of uh, money, but in being satisfied, you know, with, with the outcome and being satisfied uh, creatively because a lot of what I do in this business sometimes is predicated on the acceptance of others. And that, and what I'm specifically talking about as it relates to music is the record label says, oh, you did a record, that's great. Well, we can't put it out until the last quarter of the year. You know, it's a lot of things that come in play with uh, playing in that realm uh, of a corporate structure because even though it's the music business and even though it's a record label it's still governed by shareholders and they have to put music out at certain times to satisfy their quotas and so on and so forth and so because of that i wanted to create things that i could be more in control of 
And that's how it came to be that MC Light has 14 jobs. It's because my curiosity won for those other realms of entertainment, but then also wanting to be more in control of the timing of when these things would be presented to the people. And so for me, it was just, okay, well, now my record can't come out till this time. What can I do in the meantime? Oh, well, I've been wanting to act. Let me go get some lessons. Let me get some, get in a class. And so it kind of took, you know, it took off from there. Wow. Well, you know, I kind of laid a bombshell right before this last break. Uh, <clears throat> and I said, I'm going to go on and allow myself to explore this comedic talent that you and others keep saying I have. And not so much so that I want to go do stand-up comedy. I am not about to be on tour with the Queens of Comedy and anybody else. But what I believe is that I can be more intentional. Mm -hmm. So when I speak someplace, comedy happens. But that's just because that's how I chose to say whatever that phrase is. Um, But I can also be very academic i can then be uh medea i could then be like i can go into all these other realms and and what i realize now literally right in this moment is that by exploring this thing that you say that i'm good at and if you say it it has to be true and so many others in the industry by exploring that and developing that i can be intentional with it and therefore i can um, garner a larger result Whatever that result is, whether that be if I'm doing a one hour and 45 minute speech and I'm able to be specific with infusing comedy and therefore in infusing comedy, I'm able to uh, give people an experience that they otherwise may not have had. Um, People might necessarily uh, remember what you say, but they will remember how they felt about what you said. And if I can continue to do that, I already know that when I speak, people are inspired. And But what if when I spoke, they were, it was funny and it left them feeling tickled pink about whatever it is that I have just told them to do with my bossy demeanor. <laughs> right. right. So um, this is good. I like what you said. So you, you talked about doing what you love and then you talked about doing the thing that you know, you may have just overlooked this talent and, you're, and, you're, and this is the getting more money piece of the stair steps to wealth. The other thing that you said, which I think is so key, is you wanted to have more control over when things happened. And I mean that, you know, clearly for me, for all of us, what we've been able to witness with this pandemic is uh, we entered into a space where the world says shut down. And for those who needed to go out of the house to earn money, it was a devastating reality to be in a position where, you know, look at the restaurant industry. All the people who are in the restaurant industry who sometimes I've met waiters like who worked on those jobs for 20 years and the the Mm. restaurant is no more. Or they were, you know, whatever it is that they were doing in the service space. And now they're in a position where they don't have that income, nor do they have that piece of their life in order. So what if they had become chefs? What if they had 
already set up some kind of online delivery service? What if they had done some other things either connected to that area and or uh, started um, some new areas? So we're talking about the stair steps to wealth in action, spend less money, get more money, and then you must also get your money back. And like this is where we start to talk about how to make each dollar work for you. And even if you cannot find a way to make it grow, you can get it back. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson is making millionaires. One family, one day, one dollar, one dime at a time. You're listening to the Millionaires Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yep. We're talking about Stair Steps to Wealth in Action. MC Light, you are doing such a phenomenal job um, accomplishing your goals. When we started working together now uh almost over 10 years 10 years ago um you had a long list of things you wanted to accomplish and by the glory of god and good work and faith uh you have accomplished i think everything on the list i think now it's just a matter of building it growing it and sharing it with the world in bigger and better ways all the time uh when we talked about stair step to wealth number two light the thing that we did not discuss is this, and that is, yes, you were intent on creating multiple streams of income. But what we have also been intentional about is creating jobs. So we, you have gone from receiving work to actually creating work for others to have. And that really is the blessing. And I know that was one of our goals. Instead of you simply being hired to go perform you wanted to create the opportunities for others to perform. Instead of just being hired to act, you wanted to create opportunities for others to be able to act on jobs and productions that you created. And so when we talk about those streams of income, yes, it's your side gigs, it's your side hustles, it's all those things that you can learn how to do, but you want to remember uh, the cash flow quadrant. You know, one is when you are an employee, you exchange time for money. Two is when you are self-employed, you have your own job. But if you don't do the job, nobody else can. Three, yeah, you're self-employed. That's great. But if you stop, the business stops. So now you have to move into number, the third area of, of additional income. And that is a business. When you have a business, you have a system. So now you get to exchange money for other people's time. So other people do the work and you make the money whether it be through franchising or whatever it is. And then that last area is where you have passive income, investment income. You buy real estate and you collect the rent. You invest in your 401k and it grows. So we want to be aware of all of those areas. And, and you've, you've moved to all four quadrants. Congratulations. Yes, I am. I mean, I've made it into the four quadrants. But for me, it's just exciting. You know, when I started this... As an MC, this is hip hop that has taken me this far. 
I mean, those were, that was the stepping ground. That was the foundation for me. And to be able to proudly say that you and I have built an enterprise, an empire with many sections and many employees. And um, it, it's just a dream come true for it to have started where it started and now where it is. But it's not just for me. It's not just my dream. Anyone can do it with strategy with a strategy in place. Yeah, I think um, people don't think it can happen to them. Um, but if it happens to me or to you or to anyone, it truly can happen to and for anyone. I think sometimes people think, oh, well, she was just lucky. Or, oh, that person, somebody helped them. Or, oh, that, you know, they're all kind of things. And certainly there are some situations where nepotism is alive and well. People are born into wealth. Um, you know, I would like to say that my daughters, for example, have not necessarily been born into wealth, wealth, but we have certainly ended the purse of poverty in, in my family, my generation forever. Poverty will not be what we do in this family, in this bloodline um, ever. Um, but it still doesn't mean they don't have to work. And so it starts with doing the work. It starts with seeing the opportunity. It starts with believing that it can happen for you. And in seeing the opportunity and believing that it can happen for you is where you just start to take one step. And if you take one step, then you can take another step. And then when you take another step, eventually if you keep walking, you're going to get across the street. And eventually, if you keep walking after you get across the street, you're going to get to the next street. And then you're going to go a block and a mile. Then you're going to go two miles. So it just starts with the steps. And that's one of the things that we have, uh, you know, successfully created together with your business, your empire. And um, I've just been blessed to be along for the ride and to boss it around and make it happen. <laughs> right. Um, you know what? The harvest is here and the time is now. It is your season to win and you can do this thing. We're talking about the stair steps to wealth in action. And yes, it is your time. I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America giving financial advice. When you get my freedom package, you get the 21 days to financial freedom and how to start a home-based business. See you in class. Stair steps to wealth in action. MC Light is here to show us how she did it and is doing it and how you can do it too. Uh, it's simple. One, spend less money. Number two, get more money. We've been talking about that. Number three, you got to get your money back. So like, this is so important. And I know that you have deployed this, um, element into your business in a very big and meaningful way, specifically over the years that we've started working together. You know, people spend money every day on all kinds of things, food, clothing, shelter, extracurricular activities, entertainment, you name it. Um, people are spending money. And the question that I always ask myself is this, before I spend one penny, I say, can I get it back? If I don't know, then I go study and learn if there's a way that I can. And if I can't, I probably won't spend it. And what I simply mean by getting your money back is this light. If you go to the grocery store, and you spend money on groceries and you come home, eat all your groceries. The food is gone. The money is gone. But two weeks later, the grocery store manager says, come back and get your money. You do it. That's what the IRS says. 
when you spend money on business activities. So if you use your cell phone for personal reasons, you don't get it back. If you use it for business, you do. And if you document and track everything. So there's some work that has to be done as well. If you go out to eat for personal reasons with your friends, you don't get that money back. But if you go out to discuss business with the intent of making a profit, you do. So it's this area, I think, that could put a lot of money back in people's pockets, like. I totally agree. Um, I don't. I've learned from you that I don't make a move unless it's unless it's business. And before, when you would say, you know, uh, we're gonna discuss some business at this dinner, and I'll go, oh yeah, sure, sure thing. And sure enough, at the dinner, we start discussing business because um, it's necessary. And I like the other thing that you talk about with your dry cleaning, you know, if you're going on a business trip and you have to have dry cleaning done once you return home, that you get to write that off. And it, honestly, it's the right way to do it. it if it's working in our favor, but it also feels very true because I did wear that outfit to the meeting uh, that I had to take when I flew into DC. And so it all makes sense. And I think as long as you have a strategy and people do well with guidelines, I know I do. If I have guidelines as to what should be done, I'm able to follow them because I want to come out on the winning side. Yeah. And coming out on the winning side means that you, you know, you learn the rules of the game and you play the game by the rules. Don't start creating your own rules. That You end up in jail somewhere, okay? Um, tax avoidance is completely legal. Tax evasion is not. Um, tax avoidance means I'm going to find as many ways as I can to pay the least amount of taxes with the permission of the IRS. So I'm going to go through the hundreds of tax deductions and figure out which ones apply to me or better yet, I'm going to take a look at what I'm already spending money on and then figure out how that can be a tax deduction in my life. If you leave your car, leave your house and drive your car, if you do that for business, you get the gas money back. But if you drive for personal reasons, you don't. So the harvest is here and the time is now. And yes, it's time to get your money back. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. A safe place to go loud. 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 A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. If you're living. One year down, many more years to go. We're just getting started at KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time. One day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yep, the Stair Steps to Wealth are in action. And MC Light, you are proof. Uh, you are like, uh, what do they call that rim? Uh, it means something in motion. And that's what I think of. It feels like you are aim, an artist in motion. <laughs> um, you are, yes, yes, you are in motion we do number one, spend less money. Number two, get more money. Number three, get your money back. Stair step to wealth number four. Now, you know, um, we're going to have to have you back to finish this because we've got many more to discuss. Mm -hmm. But number four is to make your money grow. Mm. And again, this is something that any one of us can do any day. So you've talked about 
that money that you say, if you don't see it, you good, you won't spend it. Yeah. That That is how you make your money grow. And, and you do it the way, um, you know, most people who have long-term wealth encourage, don't just invest when the stock market is up. Don't just invest when the stock market is down. Don't just invest when rates are high or low. Because if you do that, then you'll be too uh, frazzled, if you will. Just take a dollar amount that you're going to save and invest and give it to that account every week, every month, or every other day, or whatever it is that you're doing. And and that's what I've seen you do, Light. Yeah. Well, I, for me, it's just about, like I said, if I don't see it, it can work for me. And I, I know you have that, um, you've coined that phrase, money. Money can work harder for it than you can for it. Money yeah, money, money, money will work, work harder for you than you can work for it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I, and I remember that and I live by it. So if I can move that money to somewhere where I don't see it and have it grow by all means. And, and I work within the confines of what is necessary. Just because I have it doesn't mean that I need to spend all of it. And just because I see things that I may want doesn't mean that I need to have them. And so it's just putting things into perspective. And it's taken a long time to get here. You know, when you're young, making the type of money that I've seen and that I've made over the years, it's very easy to spend it frivolously in items, you know, I think you call them deals at the stake. Um, but in any case, yes, I love to put that money away and let it work. And and the beautiful thing is, so we all want to buy things that we like, uh, things that we see, things that we think will make us feel good. But if your money can, if you let the money work for you, then the money will earn enough interest to buy the stuff and you don't have to lose your principal. So, right. you know, one of the, the best ways I, I like to try to articulate this is if you allow yourself to amass a certain level of wealth, let's say you've got a million dollars and it's earning 10% interest. Uh, it's earning a hundred thousand dollars a year. You can live off half of the one hundred thousand. Let the million sit there, plus the extra fifty thousand, and now that's growing. And that's how you start to let money work for you instead of you working for it. And then the interest is what you live off of, and the interest is what buys all the things you are interested in. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So the stair steps to wealth in action. Um, just take the steps one at a time, implement one thing at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. Why? Because the harvest is here. And yes, the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson is making millionaires. One family, one day, one dollar, one dime at a time. You're listening to the Millionaires Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. So what is the action of the day? The action of the day is to write 
the truth and then write what you want. Writing the truth means writing every single thing down that you've already done with your money for the past 30 days. Go to your Cash App, your Venmo, your Zelle, all of your bank accounts, your PayPal, uh, any way that they are sending money to people, go find every single penny that you have spent. Oh, look in your Apple, your wallet, your Apple Cash, all of that. Look everywhere and write it all down. That is the truth. Don't start crying about it like I did the first time I wrote everything down. And I want you to write it. I don't want you to just gather all of it and put it into a spreadsheet. If you do that, that's great. But I also want you to write it. Every single time you spend some money on something, I want you to look at it and write it. Gas, $5.72. Well, we're probably spending way more than that right now. $500.72. Um, whatever it is, write it down. Because that's what the truth is. Then I want you to write what you want. What do you want to see? How much do you want to give? How much do you want to be able to save every month, every week or whatever it is? How much do you want available for the incidentals? And for me, incidentals you've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh, my God. We've had so much fun together, but you still have work to do. OK, first, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Instagram, uh, Twitter, and honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help, get started. Go to www.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.